and movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my symbiote, Taylor Sokol. Oh, wait, actually, no, that's my co-host, Taylor Sokol. What are you talking about me again? <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to clear my throat. I told you, you had to take those cough drops. <laughs> well, folks, today we're going to be reviewing... The new superhero film, the follow-up to 2018's Venom, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Screenplay by Kelly Marcel and directed by Andy Serkis, uh, which is a fun little bit of trivia there to think of, you know, all the stuff he's done as an actor and especially someone that really knows the motion cap game. Uh, I think he was a fitting choice to direct this follow-up to Venom. We're going to see a new symbiote and finally get Carnage finally on the big screen. But before we do, Taylor, this is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Oh, wow. Yep, there it is. If you haven't seen Venom and you haven't really been catching up with the MCU movies, well, you might want to go do that before we, you know, listening to our episode here. But anyway, Taylor, you know, the thing about Venom is even from the first movie, although I think a lot of people did enjoy Tom Hardy's performance as Eddie Brock. They enjoyed his take on Venom. Obviously, we enjoyed the Venom that is bigger and more brutal uh, compared to what we got in Spider-Man 3. There's still always this kind of like, all right, it's fine, but without the Spider-Man connection, it just feels like, uh, you know, uh, this is one of those studio movies that are, you know, Sony owns the right to these characters, but they want to just, try to make a cash cow out of it. You know, it's like we're not getting the fully utilized what we really want to see with Venom, but we're getting like a pretty good, some good humor, buddy cop humor, and, you know, some decent action without the rated R element. So what were you expecting from this sequel where we're getting Carnage, who is supposed to be this extremely violent, very gory symbiote, and we're not going to get that fully, you know, realized because of the PG-13 rating? What were you expecting this movie to be like? I felt like what the first one did kind of well and kind of that horrific, like the trailer and what the movie kind of set up was some some scary elements. And I was hoping that this was going to take it, you know, further. I thought the first one had the right amount of humor. It had a very, you know, kind of dark theme. This one I thought I was going to just, I was hoping to be darker. I wanted to see some blood because again, you and I both aren't huge comic book readers. Never really have and that's okay. But we have always watched, you know, we're invested in the story. We had watched, you know, the cartoon growing up. So we knew the story and knowing that Carnage was such a huge part of that. I was really excited because he is definitely a much more vicious and violent version of Venom. Uh, Well, he's the offspring of Venom in the comics. So I was really hoping I wanted some gore. I wanted like full Carnage. And I'm not just saying that. I'm saying that multiple ways, especially having Woody Harrelson. What we were teased in the first one of like, okay, Woody Harrelson can do natural killers. He can do that creepy thing. So I wanted to see full Woody Harrelson in this role. And I wanted the stakes to be a little higher. It just... You're going to go from, you know, the first movie we had Riot, we had the whole 
science, you know, them, you know, the, the, the mad scientist laboratory, let's try to make weapons out of this thing, you know, obviously goes awry. We had that plot. So we didn't want to follow ABC for this. And it felt like that's what they kind of did. Yep. It kind of just was like, all right, we have kinda our like villain. Kind of like a paint by numbers thing. Like, okay, well, that worked. Let's just do it again, but just bigger. <laughs> and I do wonder if some of that pans down to Andy Circus. you know, although he's he's done a lot uh, as an actor, you know, in terms of like, he's done like, you know, okay, on the Hobbit films, he definitely was doing second director and stuff, but he's only really directed one other movie besides this, which was Mowgli Legend of the Jungle. Uh, which came out uh, for Netflix. So it's like he hasn't done a lot of directing. And so I wonder if there was pressure on him to kind of follow the same format, being that the first movie, although it maybe wasn't the the best superhero movie of all time, um, it did really well. It made enough money that clearly it was like, oh, we're going to get a sequel. People really like Tom Hardy. Uh, his Venom voice is hilarious. And even if it wasn't as violent as we wanted, it still did the character well. So Carnage. I think my problem with this was being similar paint by numbers, the way that Cletus was teased, I was really going for like, oh, it's going to be this insane psycho, the serial killer. Kind of almost like a silence of the lamb sort of thing that was going to be built up, like a Hannibal Lecter style. And instead, it kind of felt like once he escaped the prison, and although that was a cool sequence of him turning into carnage, it's like once he escaped the prison, he just was kind of like pimp boy getting his girlfriend back. <laughs> And it wasn't like it wasn't like he was a serial killer anymore. I was like, I expected more of the creepy element and even in the carnage and carnage, although very brutal and has all those cool, you know, you know, whereas Venom has more of the tentacles, uh, you know, in a very similar way, but even sharper, you know, carnage has these these spiky things. You can make it, you know, all this kind of weapons that can come out of him. It just felt like it was just a brutal force, but there wasn't like any darker, creepy you know, element to it. And I'm like, they they could have done more to heighten the stake there. And it just felt like it didn't really matter as much. And, in the and speaking of and speaking of stakes, um Carnage and Venom only have one fight. And that's the very end. A Fantastic Four issue. Here we go again. Yes, exactly. Now a great fight it was, and I think the third act, really good, really powerful, but what I think would have been great is to have kind of a darker, like Empire Strikes Back feel, like where he really like kind of gets defeated. Like there's been no real stakes for Eddie Brock's character, Tom Hardy. And through and what I think was kind of goofy was they had this like what they were trying to do so many different things. And I think it wasn't like this was maybe they were trying to do two different movies, a couple different movies in one. First of all, first of all, they're doing kind of this like odd couple thing where Venom and Eddie are like, you know, they're at odds because Venom needs to eat. He's a predator. He's like, you can eat these chickens. You can eat that. And like, we're going to snack on bad guys. And that didn't happen. And so, well, he's like, I'm going to leave you. Okay, whatever. So then they go their separate ways. And there's this weird scene where Venom is at a rave. He's <laughs> at a rave like, and he comes out. He says, yeah. I'm out. Uh, which, of course, a lot of people then pounced on social media. be like, does this mean that Venom's gay? No, it doesn't mean that Venom's gay because Venom's not sexual. Um, yeah. You know, it, it just, I think they were trying to, it, the whole first movie, once, you know, Venom takes over his body, it was a lot of the humor of him starting to realize he has this symbiote in him. So the way that actually some of the filming in this was done, 
and the fact that like he fights they fight each other you know in the same body that was actually a really funny scene i think it was a way to highlight you know they keep playing up the whole you're nothing you know to venom to eddie brock you're nothing without me i made you who you are in truth it's venom realizing that you know although yes he can take over any human's body all these other humans are there they don't you know they don't complete the symbiosis no he actually is a perfect match for venom even though yes he's got a, a you know nice tendencies he doesn't want to kill people they match and so i think it was a it was a cool way to kind of make it like you know the hothead take of i'm the cool one i'm the cool one go our separate ways realize oh actually we're meant to be together and we're going to be the unstoppable force the problem was it was like way too rushed by the point of them like coming back together and then it went straight to the church and then it was like the third act final fight and it was like i wanted a little bit more like you know like he, he you know and even in the trailer they teased the whole like oh no it's a red one and he's like what's a red one and like venom never really gets to tell him what a red one is yeah and here's the thing and that for the for the people that are not there's gonna be some diehard comic fans listening to this again not diehard no i did my research and knowing that Again, this is the truth that Carnage is a sort of offspring, which it kind of teased to that. But there is no like, and even Carnage says, "Oh, it's father." It, it was just weird because there was nothing explained. It was that was the that was the rush stuff, and I want more of the mythos, the mythology of the symbiotes. That's what I want more. And also, I wanted more like an anti him as the antihero uh, of him like snacking on bad guys. It should have been more like maybe he was like, "I can't be doing this. This is wrong," and then that. But there was no him fighting anyone else. Venom, Venom didn't fight anyone except Carnage. That was pretty much, that was it. True. And like, even like, I love they go to a prison. He's like, this is like a, it's an all out buffet. Yes. Like, no, you're not getting it. And I was like, that actually would have been a funny scene to see him snacking on inmates. But Eddie bringing up the, you know, logical side of not everyone that's in prison is actually guilty. Sometimes yes. it's just, you know, so I got what they were trying to go for there. And then we have, yeah, the whole plot line of, you know Naomi Harrison here is Francis who plays Shriek, which the whole time I'm thinking, okay, so are they going to explain that is she a mutant? Is this like yes. them wanting to bring up that mutants exist, but didn't really talk about it much? There's this whole you know Ravencroft, which is kind of cool because it's kind of like the Arkham Asylum of the Spider-Man universe. And so I was like, I wanted them to explore more in there. Like I'm like, is there other people in that that are have powers um abilities what say you and like even when carnage when he's like snuck in it was like way too easy like he just like materialized in the prison and i was like oh well that was that was easy and yeah i just felt like the whole second half up until the fight in the church just felt like 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 i said it felt like cletus was like all right i'm pimp daddy let's go got my car got my girl and i'm like and like he would come, you know, like Carnage threw like a truck off the thing and like, you know, he kills a guy that, you know, he goes into the gas station, like stomps on a guy. So you get a little of the tendency that he is a psycho, but it wasn't like to the extent I was thinking. And I think the problem is that this movie really did need to be rated R. If you wanted to show true, not just true Carnage, but also Cletus and what he's meant to be like. And this is why Carnage is so is so crazy is Cletus is a psychopath. He's a serial killer. I just wanted blood and gore. You know, I was actually talking today. I was to a friend and I was thinking if you had director of like Deadpool or Logan, you know, that rated R where you could show some violence, still have the humor, have the odd couple element, 
have all that, but I want to see, I want to see the violence. Um, I think it would have definitely made it feel scarier how powerful Carnage is, um, and and making that final fight a little more like we ha- Venom is the only is the last stand because without you know Carnage will go kill everybody. Yeah, there's some major stakes involved, and and speaking of and then romance, you know we've got Cletus and uh, Cadacy and Shriek. The whole thing with Michelle Williams' character of of his like love that you know he kind of lost in the first movie, she kind of really didn't do much for the movie. Honestly, it was kind of like a waste of character in this. And, and um, she's a gr- fantastic actress. A waste of yes. her time in this film. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm not sorry. But this is like they didn't get back together at the end. It was kind of like what's the point? Like she just shows up like, oh, I'm engaged now, just to tease you. So basically, you know, okay. You know, that's throw that in your face. Damsel in distress, just to be a damsel in distress. Yeah, she's just there for that. And then we've got this detective, which is kind of like, you know, on the case of Cletus Cassidy and all that, but who I thought was really underused because I think, first of all, Stephen Graham, fantastic, great actor. actor. Of course, we are huge fans of Borak Empire playing Al Capone. He is very underutilized in there, and I think it would have been great to having the plot of maybe he's following the symbiotes where Venom's been, he's been like, kind of like, just like any kind of detective, gumshoe detectives looking. It's like, maybe he's like kicked off the forest or something like that. Like, these symbiotes? What are you talking about? Um, so that was kind of, and it was really kind of weird at the end where all of a sudden he gets like some powers, but it's not really clear. It made no sense, though. It made zero sense. So like, Shriek's attacking him, choking him, screaming at him. And then somehow he's like monsters, and I'm like, what? What the hell does that? That has zero sense. It makes zero because like um, I, a lot of the rumors we're reading on the internet is that he would turn into toxin uh, down in the, the line of the series, which is actually a symbiote that would actually become an ally to Peter Parker one day, being that Venom is mostly a bad guy. But I'm like it's not like a symbiote took over him. It wasn't like a part of carnage took over him. So I'm like, that made zero sense to me uh, that he had these wise and was like, monsters exist. Um, but it, it, it was one of these movies where I felt like it's just dumb popcorn fodder. You know, there was some good humor in it. It did have a couple good action scenes and at least to see carnage, like actually live action, you know, was, was cool even though it was not to the extent that I, of course, would want or the fans of one in terms of gore. But I'll say what definitely uh, made up for the film. Oh, yeah. If serious. you want to pass on the film is we have to, of course, talk about this mid credit scene. Ever since Venom was announced and then, you know, when now we have Morbius, we know that we're going to get a Craven the Hunter film. It's like we we don't care about these characters as much as we would if they were fighting Spider-Man. Exactly. It's like no matter how good a movie you're going to make, we, we want them to fight Spider-Man. So we have this scene. Actually, I thought it was kind of a touching, fun ending when they're on the beach at the end of the movie and just like chilling. But they're, they're in this hotel room. It's kind of a dark, dampy, you know, it's clearly, you know, they're they're on the run. And, yeah, you know, they're on a budget. <laughs> yeah, they don't Eddie have Brock a lot does of money. Does not, does not appear to work this whole movie. So I don't know how he makes money. But anyway, <laughs> he's, he's uh, talking to Venom and he's like, you know, okay, you're a symbiote. You've lived for, you know, billions of years. Why don't you give me a little bit of your what your knowledge and you've seen? He's like, you would not be able to comprehend. And he's like, well, give me a taste. And just as he's about to give him a taste, all of a sudden we see this huge boom of light. And then the entire hotel room changes. And it's like brighter. 
So clearly something has happened. And then on the TV screen, we see J.K. Simmons, of course, J. Jonah Jameson. as J. Jonas. And then you see the the basically the ending of Far From Home with, can you believe this? That the real identity of Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And all of a sudden, Venom just erupts out of Eddie's body, goes up to the screen, and he goes, that guy. And he licks it. And immediately, everyone was like, oh, yeah. The theater erupted, and I was like, this is worth watching the movie just for this. <laughs> for that two-minute sequence, but this essentially means that now Venom is in the MCU. We don't know exactly to what point uh, if he'll be in No Way Home. Of course, it's a multiverse movie. A lot of villains are going to come out of nowhere, so we could see uh, you know, Tom Hardy in that, but if not, definitely whether it's a Venom 3 or a Spider-Man movie post No Way Home, we are going to get Venom taking on Spider-Man at some point. And, you know, they kind of touched a little bit on this in Venom. In the first one. In the first one and the second one, this whole idea of, you know, Venom, when he was kind of getting angry at Eddie, you know, him being like, you know, I chose you and you're weak and, you know, whatever. Even though they kind of came back together and had this bro moment, there's going to be something about Venom that's going to see power of what Spider-Man can do, what Peter Parker can do. So maybe they're going to go the route of what they did in Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire and do the whole Venom taking over Peter Parker, the black suit Spider-Man, and then him ripping it off. And then maybe Venom from that point will realize that he he's a little more villainous at that point. He's like, well, this guy rejected me. Now, I'm, now I need to take him down. Because there's got to be some reason why they would fight. And being that Venom is this anti-hero, more nice guy right now, I don't see why they would actually like fight each other at the current moment. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. But also, and they've teased in the previous, you know, Venom where Eddie Brock was, you know, chased out of New York. So again, in his universe, is there a Peter Parker, which they never really talk about. So, you know, who knows? And that's what's going to be very interesting to see when Venom returns. Uh, if and when he does uh, into the Spider-Verse, which it, it's not a question of if, it's when. And it will be very, it's going to be very interesting to see. And will he get the iconic look of the Spider, uh, spider. logo? Yeah. Exactly. Perhaps, so that's going to be how perhaps. he gets it. Yeah. And we know that, you know, Venom's going to be a big part of the upcoming Spider-Man 2 video game. So, you know, no matter what, whether you liked, loved, thought this movie was just okay, it's a good time to still be a Venom fan. At least we're getting Venom content because I do think at the end of the day, there's something that's really entertaining about watching Tom Hardy as both Eddie Brock and Venom, uh, especially when they're having those odd couple of moments where they're talking to each other and, and just fighting and arguing. The movie overall, I, I can't really tell. You know, I th- I'd have to rewatch the first one to know if I actually maybe prefer the first one as a whole. Um, but for that post credit scene, I'm excited to see where Venom's going to go next. And uh, with No Way Home only just a few months away, we might find out sooner than later. Yes, we will. That is correct. So check out Venom, Let There Be Carnage, now exclusively in theaters. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, 
Know your potential.